Hello, and welcome to ASBTDC-TV, a product of a partnership between the University of Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center and the Northwest Arkansas Council Small Business Emergency Assistance Program. In this series, we are talking with small businesses, experts, and ASBTDC consultants about the relevant and right now topics and solutions for business. I'm Amy Robinson. Hi everybody, my name is Chris Case and we've got Rise Physical Therapy with us today, Derek and Tyler. And so Tyler, I'm gonna hand it off to you. Tell us a little bit about your business and, and how you've had to be creative throughout this time. Thanks guys, thanks Chris. Um, so we've been open for four years. We have two clinics in Fayetteville. Um, me and Derek both, both live in Fayetteville. Um, COVID definitely has kind of been ever-changing, been a long five months. Um, kind of the biggest change for us was Kind of turning away patients uh, who didn't meet certain criteria that made them need to be in the clinic um, to kind of make sure people were self-isolating um, and just kind of limiting exposure in the clinic uh, with that being the case the biggest kind of pivot point was having to add telemedicine to our kind of list of services that was something we've never done before we kind of briefly mentioned the idea of it in the past but never really researched it um, didn't have the you know look into the insurance information that kind of stuff so basically within two or three days of like hey this is gonna stick around for a while we had to create like a new a new business basically um, so we had to kind of switch business models and offer telehealth visits um, with zoom calls with different kind of platforms that work best for the patients um, that's challenging for physical therapy sometimes it's a hands-on service so I was thinking kind of, exactly that I was like physical, physical therapy physically be there. <laughs> Um, and it has really been challenging even for our therapist at first because we hadn't done it before to kind of figure out like how do I change what I do on a daily basis. But luckily, kind of our philosophy of treatment methods made it made it very possible. It's good outcomes. I had patients that had surgeries who lived out of town and couldn't get to therapy, and they had really great outcomes. Um, similar outcomes they would have had in the clinic, which is which has been great to see. Um, makes us a believer of it, and it's something I think will will stick around like long for for people who are kind of stuck at home. They can't drive. They live more rural, right. those types of things, I think will be, I mean, you know, it's hard to say it's going to be anything positive coming out of something, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. but Absolutely. I think everybody's kind of learned to be flexible and adapt, and that was our biggest kind of adaption. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to say, is that there are probably some benefits of, of that um, from, a, from a time and scheduling standpoint and having to navigate that. Um, Tyler, I know that you've been around for about four years, and I'm curious because, you know, in addition to all of those things that you're navigating for your patients, you're also navigating things for, for the business and the business model. Um, and I know that um, you are a client of ASBTDC, so thank you very much. And, um, and you've had to um, get that information and, and get people covered is there anything from a business standpoint that you know in the medical industry that you found um, was was really pertinent key or um, that you could even throw out there as a as a something that you learned that you think is shareable it's a good question um, yeah my job kind of switched from patient care majority of the time to survival as far as like a business business model and revenue um, so we had to really cut expenses where we could. We had to kind of reevaluate our budget, a line item, and see what could be cut out. Um, kind of a big part of my job became working with um, Aaron Lee, Derek's spouse, in order to like, like what grants are out there, what loans are out there, like what's, what's accessible to us. And your organization was super helpful in navigating that process because it was kind of a complicated process that changed every every two seconds, basically. Um, so it still is. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say it still is. 
they became extremely helpful for a business like us whose majority of our expenses are our payroll. So like PPP was perfect for us because we don't buy things. We don't buy retail stuff. We don't buy products. We don't buy food. Um, so it was, it was perfect for us to allow our, our staff to stay on um, as long as we could and to get them back quicker than we could have without it. Um, so it was great to be able to have those things to kind of still be able to provide a service for patients who, who needed it and still have our team kind of be able to work together. Buy you some time to adapt and make some of those, uh, those care adaptations. Right. Well, Derek, how about you? I mean, what, what's your spin on it? We were talking a little bit before we started recording and um, you had some, some good information that would be helpful to be shared. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, just uh I mean, coming from uh, our our original business model has always been just uh, kind of one-on-one care, which has always reduced kind of the the number of clients or patients in our facilities at one time. And so it wasn't a huge shift from, uh, as, as far as that goes, from a revenue standpoint, it wasn't... Uh, uh, like limiting the number of people in our, in our facility, as much as like Tyler was saying, it was, it was more limiting. Okay. We had to be more selective on, uh, on choosing which patients were priority, uh, and really needed therapy first. And then, uh, which patients may have been high risk, uh, maybe our, our elderly or, uh, maybe even immunocompromised patients. Um, and so the, the, those are the big shift, um, I think from yeah a revenue standpoint, I think it, it it was kind of a a good shift to be able to kind of do a deep dive into uh, into the numbers and see okay, well, what is necessary? What are our basic function functions that we have to be able to uh, that we have to have to to operate and, and being able to tease those things out and uh, it was probably pretty valuable just uh, from a strategic standpoint. Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, and I think that you are, you mentioned also that, you know, you're in the medical profession. And so some of the precautions that you would take normally in a medical um, environment are, are continued. Um, but it's more of an adaptation on the patient side. Um, you know, the, the forethought and some of the things that we have to do um, to continue that. So obviously there's some continued care, but um, what do you feel like is going to, what do you think is going to stay um, for a while um, when it comes to, to your patient and clinic um, uh, precautions that you're going to be taking? Sure. I, uh, I think that uh, kind of just our, our, our PPE, so like just personal protective equipment, that those things are probably going to stick around. Would be my guess. Um, it, it, you know, we we kind of took on. Um, I think from a medical standpoint, we've always done cleaning and uh, kind of cleaned up, changed any linens that we needed to between patients, uh, wiped down surfaces, things like that. Uh, we just kind of take that up to another level and. And then, of course, our all our therapists are required to wear masks and and gloves as, as we uh, are in physical contact with patients. And so, uh, it's almost as if we took kind of a, a bigger step towards almost surgical precautions uh, with physical therapy. And so, uh, so I think those things are are, are kind of probably here to stay as we see benefits of those things. Uh, I think. We'll, what we'll see is, I know everyone's kind of focused on COVID uh, 
numbers, but I, I would guess that with all of this, other infection rates probably go down too. Um, like even flu, other things will probably reduce as everyone is extra cautious. And so I wouldn't be surprised if those, those types of things encourage the medical community as a whole to adopt those, those practices. Um, and then, and yeah, the, the biggest shift is probably for our patients, the inconveniences on their side, uh, mainly because uh, we, you know, for us, I, it just becomes kind of daily life, but for them, uh, like having to exercise in, in a mask. If we're, if I'm having someone do kind of a higher intensity exercise with a mask on, or if I have, if I have a runner, for example, that I'm treating and I have to have them run on a treadmill for a gait assessment, that, that, that gets a little taxing if they're, if they're forced to wear a mask indoors and do that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, but I think our, our clientele are more willing to, to bend to those those regulations, uh, just by means of being a medical facility, we kind of have perhaps that luxury that maybe our restaurants don't don't get. And so our you know clients going or customers going to a restaurant may feel like they should have the freedom to take their mask off more more than just while they're eating, uh, or they may forget to put that back on. In our facilities, I think there's probably a little bit more of like a social pressure to, to abide by those rules. Being a medical. Well, you guys, you, you started the first location on the east side and then just recently opened up, um, not, not too recently, but opened up your second location. Did you see any difference with having kind of an established business and a new business with any differences? I mean, it all falls under the same umbrella, but was, was there any, any difference or any different hurdles that you had to take with either location? I think it was mostly just making sure we're operating, our operating standards are, are the same at both locations. Um, uh, I'm primarily uh, at the, at our Weddington location and Tyler is primarily at our, at our East Fayetteville location. And so uh, making sure that we are con in constant communication of, okay, well, what are we doing? Are we, are we operating the same way? Are we maintaining the same standards? Um, because uh, they, they need to be identical across the board. And so that, that's the main issue. Uh, you know, our, our Weddington location has been, I guess has been in, in effect operating for two years now. So it, it, it almost doesn't seem new anymore. But <laughs> well, <laughs> the Weddington location was the slower clinic of the two um, during kind of the height of um, March, April, May, kind of that period. And that, normally wouldn't have been the case. Normally we're even, sometimes Weddington's a little bit busier. What that reason was, I don't know. We are closer to the college campus there. So we treat quite a few college students there. So maybe them going home, um, never coming back after spring break, that that could have been part of what kind of changed that. But I don't know if, if one clinic being more established than the other had an impact on, on us as a whole. One of the things you mentioned was the medical community. And I'm just curious, um, who is supporting you? Um, in the medical community, do you have, you know, groups that you're tapping into for information? For instance, when you are trying to, to get up on, um, on telehealth, I would imagine that, um, you know, we, 
we host um, forums for, for businesses, but what we're finding is that um, you all get the most benefit um, when you're talking to each other. So are there other businesses or um, support mechanisms that you know, maybe other people should, should know about um, that, that is helping support you um, both as a business but as a, as a medical facility as well? Yeah, so, so I guess it wasn't a whole lot locally as much as kind of regionally throughout the state and even our national organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're part of RehabNet, which is a group of private practice PT clinics like us. Um, so it's a great forum to like send an email out like, hey, this is what we're running into, what hurdles are y'all finding? Um, and we had some Zoom calls as a group to kind of bounce those thoughts off of each other. Um, and then even a simple thing like a Facebook forum, like there was like t- physical therapy telehealth forums that popped up and people asking the same questions that you're having and being able to see those things. Um, and then colleagues you've worked with in the past. I had a PT in Memphis that had been doing telehealth for years. So I knew that so I was able to reach out to him and kind of get some, some kind of good guidelines and what programs he uses for software. And that kind of, that kind of stuff was extremely, extremely helpful. We don't really have a local Northwest Arkansas kind of rehab alliance that I'm aware of, which maybe would be beneficial. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to get one. <laughs> All right. That's our action item. Exactly. Well, um, of course, we want to make sure that everybody knows uh, where to find you. Um, and so give us uh, any of your social media or other contact information where um, people can look you up and, um, and uh, know what to now that they know what to expect at your fabulous facility. Yeah, we're on uh, on social media. We're, we're we have a Facebook and Instagram account, um, and and you can you can find us there. Uh, or our website is uh, risept r i s e p t n w a dot com, uh, and you can find information on how to reach out and contact us there. Um, and uh, we also have some. Uh, we try to keep it updated with uh, educational information too, just on general uh, health and fitness, uh, things like that. And yeah, we're we're in a in a non-COVID world. We're out out in, a, in our communities a lot, and uh, at you know races and, and and different events of that of that sort. And so, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll be seeing everyone out there soon. Back to that soon, absolutely. One thing I would add is we yeah. uh, referrals not required for physical therapy, which is something most people don't don't know. So if people are curious of like what we do, you have neck pain, back pain, you, you give us a call on our website, appointment request, whatever works for you, and we can we can usually get you seen in that day and covered with insurance. That is amazing. Oh, I didn't know that. I know I didn't either. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Yes. Well, and, and your and your series of workout videos is launching soon too, right? Oh no, no, that's a different client. Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a new idea for you guys. There you go. If you need a new property stream, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, um, and thank you as a listener or viewer. If you have a suggested topic, a question that you need answered, or someone you'd like to hear from, or a story that you'd like to share, please contact us at bizhelp at uark.edu. That's b-u-s-h-e-l-p at uark.edu you and put TV in the subject line. If you are interested in benefiting from our free one-on-one consulting assistance, please sign up at sbtdc.uark.edu. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for being here. Thank you guys. Yeah, it's pretty good. Have a good day. Yeah.